watching KCMI-TV. Thank you for joining me today. And uh, I want to talk to you about something that's really been in my spirit. It just kind of began to marinate in me when I was in my prayer time. And I want to talk about gates. And I uh, went back through the scriptures. And uh, the Bible has so much to say about gates. And uh, it talks about the gates of the grave, the gates of death, the gates of hell, the gates of Zion, uh, the gates of righteousness, the gates of Jerusalem. Um, in fact, in Revelations, it talks about the 12 gates of the new Jerusalem. And they said all of them, these gates would be made out of pearls. And so uh, the scripture is very cognizant on, on gates because they're very important. And of course, when you think about a gate, you would realize that it's an entrance into something. And... Uh, of course, Jesus said this. He said, on this rock will I build my church, and the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And so, uh, when I think of Jesus, he said this. He said, no man cometh unto the Father except through me. We are drawn into fellowship with the Father through Jesus Christ. And so, when Jesus <clears throat> came to the earth, he literally became a God gate that humans had never been able to approach God the Father because of their sin, but because Jesus became our sacrifice, our perpetuation for sin. The scripture says that Christ, he literally became a gate that you and I could go through to have fellowship with the Father. And um, I don't know how much we realize it, but people are gates for the spirit world, whether it's a, a good, an evil spirit or the spirit of God. Those spirits cannot come into the earth without going through people. People are gates. You are a gate. And we are what allows the spirits uh, of the spirit realm to come into the earth. And years ago, the Lord spoke to me. He said, every spirit, every evil spirit that's in the earth had to come to the church to get there. And yet God said the gates of hell should not prevail against it. And so it's really important that we guard ourselves, that we guard the gate and uh, Jesus said this. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if you look up the word door in Strong's, one of its meanings is gate. And <clears throat> Jesus is not a gate crasher. He never enters anywhere without an invitation. And he said this. He said, I stand at the gate and I knock. And he said, if any man will open up, he said, I will come in and I will sup with him and he with me. And so even Christ <clears throat> could not come into our lives until we open the gate and he stands there and he knocks. And uh, I wonder how many times over the years that the Lord was standing at the gate of my heart 
and was wanting to come in for fellowship, and I didn't open it. And so now I, I, really, I really seek the Lord, and I try to be very sensitive in my spirit to when Christ is, is standing at that gate. I would like to think that once Christ came into my life, that he lives there permanently, that he doesn't go in and out, but it's a permanent place of residence. And uh, <clears throat> to give you an example of how powerful we are as gates, um, you and I are Gentiles. Most of us, some of you that listen, are by, uh, by natural blood, you're Jews. And so <clears throat> there's a special uh, favor of God on the Jewish nation. But the scripture says that when the Holy Ghost had been poured out on the Jews, that there was a Gentile named Cornelius. And I don't know if he just, he must have heard about what the Jews had received, but there was something in Cornelius' heart that he thought, oh, I would love to have that. And even though Paul said that the, the Holy Ghost had only been given unto the Jews, this Gentile man, he began to bombard heaven. He began to seek the Lord. You know, sometimes when God wants to do something that's tremendous, he will begin to move on you. You'll begin to find yourself praying in a certain dimension or there'll be a burden come on you. What is that? That is God trying to get you to open up the gate that he can come through to get into the dimension that he wants to get into. Um, I've, I've thought about this, and I know this for a fact, that this is why it's so important for especially men to guard your house, to guard your children. Because sometimes the devil will target you, not because he wants you, but you're the gate. And the only way he can get into the dimension that he wants to get into is he has to go through you. And many times the enemy will come through a father because he's really after one of the children because there's a call of God in their life or there's a mandate of God on their life. And this is why uh, we need to guard ourselves. Um, there's so much in the scripture about guarding. And in fact, the very, one of the very first things that the Lord told Adam, he said, you're going to dress the garden, which meant to, you know, keep it up. He said, but you're also going to keep it, which meant guard. He said, Adam, he said, I'm giving you this garden. But he said, you have to guard this garden. Why? Because the devil wanted in that garden. And we know now, we're, then all of a sudden you're reading the story and the Bible says Eve is in the garden. And it said that the devil had entered into the serpent and the serpent is in the garden talking to Eve. How did he get in there? Somebody didn't guard the gate. We can look back over our lives many times and we can see that something happened because we became lackadaisical or we, we stopped being observant and we allowed that enemy to come in through the gate of our life and once he got in there, he caused great destruction. On the other hand, because we are a gate, 
the Spirit of God can find interest through us into the dimension that he wants to. And this is what happened with Cornelius. It was always, always the will of God for the Holy Ghost to be poured out on all flesh, not just the Jews, but God needed a gate that he could go through to pour out his spirit on the Gentiles. So he begins to move on Cornelius. He puts his hunger in him for the things of God. And when the angel comes to Cornelius, he says this. He says, thy prayers have come up as a memorial before the Lord. That meant that Cornelius hadn't just prayed one time, but he had consistently prayed. This is the power of prayer. This is why many times, you know, people get discouraged as they pray a couple of times and nothing happens. But I have learned over the years that every time you pray, it's a stone that you're putting on top of a memorial. You're building a memorial unto God. Eventually, and you may never know it, and I can remember in times back now, I can put dates on when I put my capstone on. I realized that moment, that last prayer, God answered it and he came through. And Cornelius is praying one day and that day that he prayed, I don't know how many days he prayed, how many months he prayed, but what was he doing? The Holy Ghost was knocking on that door of him saying, open up. He kept on praying and that last moment he prayed, the gate of Cornelius opened up and the Holy Ghost came through. Not only did God baptize Cornelius and his household with the Holy Spirit, it was the gate that the Holy Ghost came on all Gentiles that were open to the Spirit of the Lord. So I brought all that to bring it down to this. The Holy Ghost is the only power that makes anything happen in the church. Any miracle that ever happens, it wasn't a man, it's the Holy Ghost. Any great happening, any, any powerful church growth that affects eternity, it is the Holy Ghost that does it. And so the Holy Ghost, God has limited himself in this dimension. He cannot do things in this hour in the church age he chose to use men to be the vessel that he flows through in order to accomplish his purpose. And I think it's in, if I remember, it's, I think it's in John chapter 7. It says this, out of your belly shall flow. When you think of something flowing or water flowing, he said this, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Uh, many, many times, the Spirit of God, even though it's in a person, it can't go on through because there's something in that person's life that inhibits it or clogs it up. You take a natural pipe, if water doesn't flow, if, if that pipe is not clean, it's, if there's no restrictions, if there are restrictions in it, the water can't flow through. And for you and I, where God's bringing us in our walk with him is when God, uh, when I pray for somebody on the platform at Regeneration Nashville on Sunday and God heals them, 
You know, I have people say, well, if I, just, if I can just come to Regen and Pastor Kent pray for me, I'll be healed. It's not me. I'm just a gate that allows the Holy Spirit to come through in my faith or, or whatever. Uh, my walk with God allows the Holy Spirit to come through. But when they get healed, it wasn't me. It was the Holy Spirit that did it. And where we're lacking today is that the Holy Spirit doesn't have enough people, enough God gates. Uh, I think it was in 2000, and the, the last day of 2017 was really when I began to re really release some prophetic words that, that really took on <clears throat> some national importance. And one of the things that God spoke to me, he said, I'm raising up God portals, which are geographical locations. I believe there are geographical places all in the earth that the Spirit of God is beginning to fall on. And he said, but I'm also raising up God gates. And when I asked the Lord, I said, what are God gates? He said, they're people. A God portal is a place where God wants to move, but he cannot get in that portal unless that there is a gate that opens that allows him in. And the Lord began to talk to me. He said, son, he said, I'm, I've invested in people. There are men and women that I'm raising up in the earth that are God gates, that they're positionally with me, that when I'm ready to go into a particular place, I can immediately go through them because they are open. If you want God to do supernatural things in your ministry, in your life, then what you have to become is a gate because all the Holy Spirit is looking for in you is the ability to flow through you. When he comes, when the Holy Spirit comes through you, what he does, he brings gifts. Those gifts are things that the Holy Spirit uses to make the gate more effective. It could be the gift of the word of knowledge, the gift of healing, the gift of miracles, the gift of faith. All of these are gifts that the Holy Spirit brings with him. And when he puts them in us, they're just an enhancement that the Holy Ghost uses. And what you're beginning, many of you that are hearing me right now, boy, I feel this really strong in my spirit. God is raising you up. What you're feeling, and, and uh, there are days that I just feel such a presence of the Lord. I cry easy. I just, I thank God, what is this? I can just feel it, and I sense that, okay, God's wanting to come through me today to do something very special. I want to encourage you that yield to the Spirit of the Lord. So many times when the Holy Spirit comes with gifts, that person stops being a conduit and they latch onto the gifts and then they try to use the gifts for their own use. Thinking, well, this will make me more successful or this will do this for me. God isn't coming primarily so you and I can be viewed as, by men as successful. The Holy Spirit is saying, I need human beings. I can't go into the earth without flowing. This is why God had to have Jesus Christ. He became flesh. And 
The Holy Spirit, when Jesus got ready to minister, the Bible says the Holy Spirit came upon him. What was that? The Holy Spirit came upon Christ. Why? Because Christ came to do the will of the Father. This is why Jesus could do all these amazing things. It was the Holy Ghost in his natural body that flowed through him to heal the lepers, to raise the dead, to open the blind eyes. And so if you can understand in your own life, Father, I'm a gate. I want to be a gate that has no hindrances in me, no clogs. You know, you can, in, uh, at home at times, I, the sink, the water wouldn't go through it. And you call the plumber and they'll come in and say, well, your sink's clogged. The pipe's got something in it and they'll have to run something down in there. They call it a snake and, and they remove the clog and then the water will flow on through. In many of us, God is doing something to where he's trying to remove those things that keep the Holy Ghost from flowing through us. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's what God is looking for in you, that you just simply become a gate that the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, can go through, that when you get around people that are in great need, the Holy Spirit just flows through you like a rushing mighty river, and, and, and you begin to give a word of knowledge. You lay hands on somebody and they get healed. It's just the Holy Ghost doing it, because only the Holy Spirit has power to do those things. So I want to encourage you. Begin to approach God and tell him, God, use me. Let me be a gate that when you knock on me, I open up and the Holy Spirit has free access through me to do his will. Well, I hope this has blessed you today and uh, you be sensitive to the spirit of the Lord and see what God does in your life. I'll see you next week. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.